Monday to you, Sunday to us. Oh, cheers to that. Coffee in hand. Do you want to cheers? <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> All the way across the room. Yes. yes. Take a little swig of that. Hey, we Taylor, how hands. you feeling? I, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had Rona. It's fine. Taylor had the Rona. I had very mild a very very mild case of it so that i am very blessed but but i will say this week uh, has been poo poo without you yeah it's been really depressing honestly it's like it's hard because when you have your best friend at work with you and she's not there i'm like lost it was hard for me to sit back honestly i'm sure i did not i did not enjoy it (laughs) but i mean i am very very fortunate to have had very very mild symptoms oh yeah and caught it early you Mm -hmm. know so yeah but like simultaneously sitting back and just like like knowing that other people are teaching in your classroom well not only that like Claudette and I were both out Monday Tuesday so it was like the team just had to pick up let me tell you folks we had to tag team 2d this past week it was it was fine we handled it you guys are great I feel like lucky that we have a good team um but I did I went and taught in Taylor's classroom a couple times other teachers went and taught in Taylor's classroom we all had to kind of tag team and and uh teach different subjects so I got to teach science and a little bit of spelling and a little bit of literature I did do the snap reading in your classroom and they seemed to like it oh good you should talk about it because I know she wanted to do that yeah I'm so bad at snap reading right I don't know why I lose my place I swear I think it's my fault you have to do it at the end of a sentence see that's key that's probably the key it has to be at the end of a sentence so I try and peg like random words mid-sentence no it's always the last word of a sentence so that I can then start a new sentence so for those of you that are like what on earth are you talking about (gasps) um when we read literature out loud with my students I love to just do a snap read where I snap and they have to read the next word it just ensures that they're following along yeah and it's like kind of a little it's a little game for them because then they're like when when is she gonna (laughs) do the next snap so my kids love it and I know that they're following along because I have almost the entire class saying the next word and I always 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 do it at the end of a sentence or even the end of a paragraph so that Mm -hmm. I don't get lost um smart it's so helpful (laughs) and I keep I keep meaning to because my TA does literature now and I keep meaning to tell him like hey you should try this Mm -hmm. because at the beginning of literature every single time he's like I noticed that some people aren't following along and I'm like hey you should try Mm -hmm. this (laughs) it's a good strategy Mm -hmm. that was a great tangent my kids survived though they did they did and you'll see them on monday yeah it was sweet i got a couple of emails and texts they're like are you okay how are you doing we miss you i was like wow i love this community you're like Like, i'm just chilling the fact that parents yeah would reach out to me i did a lot of reading this week which was nice oh i'm sure so we have lots of upcoming episodes on the book i just finished Mm -hmm. then i started another book on attachments which is yeah so when I bought it, my sister suggested it and I thought it was going to be more like child based attachments. Yeah. So like how you react, how a child reacts when they leave their mother. Oh, okay. so it's either like a secure attachment or it's an anxious attachment or it's a, what's the other one? D it's like, they don't care. Oh, like detached. Yeah. But Something I don't remember like the word that they used for mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's more so in adults and how it impacts your relationships 
as adults mm. so it's cool like dave and i went through the test and like yeah. i found out i'm an anxious attachment <laughs> obviously <laughs> like anxious secure i scored 10 and 10 on those two and then mm. low in the other category and then he of course got secure i was like you suck because <laughs> that's, that's the one that you strive for because yeah. it's like that constant mm-hmm. but yeah nice. like, well good to know at least i at least i know i'm anxious <laughs> anywho so that's what i did this week it was great i'm very very excited to get back oh i'm yeah i mean i can't wait i just know i because i had covid last year a little over a year ago mm-hmm. and I only missed three days of school because it was, I got it over winter break and then I missed the first three days back. And even then I like FaceTimed Mrs. Turner and she like, like FaceTimed the kids because I was like, I just miss you guys so much. I wonder if she listens to us. Shout out to Susie. We miss you. Text her. Come back. Please come back. You said you were going to take a year off. It's been a year. Time's up. (laughs) Time is up. Come back. Hey, also on another note. Mm Mm-hmm. We have 500 followers. We got 500 followers. We were so excited. Like, I feel like it's a small number, but it's also... It's not. It's not that's because huge. that's more than I have on my personal Instagram. Uh-uh. Yeah. So good. We have, we're at like 518. But we, I mean, I think we're just trying to be more active on Instagram so that we can reach more <laughs> my teachers. My quarantine self yeah, was very active. Yeah, Taylor is very active this week. We'll see how next week goes. <laughs> but I would love to get more, keep continuing to get more followers so with that being said do you want to give the news yeah so we decided um that we were gonna do a giveaway as of today the day that you're listening hopefully so we're gonna post if you follow us on um teachers underscore talk underscore podcast uh, nope that's our gmail i was about to say gmail oh i was like that's right Uh, yeah i was gonna say at gmail.com nope not right um anyway if you follow us on instagram we're gonna do a um $100 gift card giveaway yeah um to the place of your choice yeah as long as it's online yeah we were thinking like target amazon whatever but um you know if you interact with that post and and repost it and whatever um we'll have the the guidelines yep. on the all comments. the rules will be up there but check yeah, it out check it out if you want to win a hundred dollars you just gotta do a few things pretty easy it's pretty easy <laughs> if you ask me we'll keep it up all week and then we'll announce on friday yes yep so. i'm so excited it's our first one i know Yay. and we i think i'm i'm hoping personally that we can do like a basket giveaway yes one of these days but we wanted to start out with a gift card because well, it's easier and with <laughs> valentine's day coming up there's like a ton of cute stuff oh yeah out in the world right now so yeah. we should go snag that while we can mm-hmm. while we go shopping for field day on friday Ooh, field day so excited i'm pumped. one of the best days of the year okay so i guess should we just get into it today speaking yeah. of valentine's day oh, look at that. <laughs> i definitely planned that transition you did it's fine sure i wrote it on my notes <laughs> I was like, talk about Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, and then transition into what we're talking about. <laughs> kind of. A little bit. It's about love. We love love. We love love. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Skylar? So I read a book about the five love languages. So, and specifically the five love languages within children. So if you're not familiar with the five love languages, it does relate to adults as well as children. But this book in specific, I will say, is more geared towards parents than anything. Um, But we will relate it to teaching. I feel like that's totally fair to do because the book I read was geared towards parents. But it's funny because like 
it totally pertains to us too. Yeah. You know, and I, I have some notes and things on like how to relate it to teaching and I'm sure you'll pop in and, and, and what's the word I'm thinking of? (laughs) I have no idea. And just like relate it with me. Um, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. Relate it with me. Yes. You'll find some things to relate it to. You'll understand what we're saying. Gosh, my brain is (laughs) It's Sunday. Dude, I'm nervous for tomorrow now. I'm like, I got to get my brain (laughs) reworking again. All right. I have a question. For me. Taylor. Oh. How do you know that I love you? Because you spend time with me. Okay. That's our love language, I think. I really do. So that's, if you're not familiar with the five love languages, there's um, quality time gifts um acts of service uh, oh my gosh we do like all of those physical so touch i know and words of affirmation so there's and i'll go oh. into each of them i need to give you more words of affirmation pretty deeply Thank yeah <laughs> well and that's the thing is that a lot of the times and so reading this book i've learned so much about myself even though it's just for like the five love languages with children i've learned this past week so much about my love language with other Mm -hmm. people so like with you like you said I spend time with you Mm -hmm. and same thing but even I would say like physical touch like hugs Mm -hmm. um which I feel like we don't hug that often because we always see each other so it's never like a hug hello or a hug goodbye so and I was thinking about that too I was like I do love just hugs in general so but let's hug it out more often (laughs) (laughs) um but I yeah so I would say um quality time is one of our love languages together mm-hmm. at least and it can be different with different people around you so it can yeah. be different with your coworkers like coworkers is words of affirmation yes um and gifts <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and then um like with my fiance I've learned a hundred percent that it's words of affirmation oh, because awesome. he is a very like sarcastic person and he like makes jokes a lot but a lot of the times they can be like mean towards me not mean and oh, this sounds sarc- yeah they're sarcastic comments and I've come to realize and he says it all the time he's like you're so sensitive like I'm obviously yes, joking same. and I'm like but I'm you need sensitive. to realize that your words more than anyone else's mm-hmm. words on planet earth affect me yes because I That's love you love yeah like I love you so when you jokingly say whatever it is it does affect me because the words of affirmation yeah so we'll get into it um this book is the five love languages of children it's written by gary chapman and ross campbell um i stole it from taylor (laughs) i marked it up a lot so you're welcome well and i (laughs) bought that book gosh it was probably a year it was actually back in quarantine the very first lockdown in 2020 when you wanted to my whole goal of it was we use this dunn rankin Mm -hmm. um motivation indicator when we have students that are exhibiting be like difficult behaviors mm-hmm. to help us see what motivates them. So is it peer interaction? Is it adult approval? Tangibles? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. But I wanted to take this book and I wanted to make a quiz for our classes. Quiz probably isn't th- a survey Yeah, for our classes for everyone to take in the beginning of the year, the mm-hmm. children, and have us figure out their love languages. Because even as a faculty at the beginning of the year, we all call out our own love language and how mm-hmm. we want to receive it within our own school with yeah. each other. And I just think that's important for us to know about our kids, you yeah. know, because all of them are going to be different mm-hmm. and you're going to go through them. And then I think you can fill their buckets in so many ways. And even through reading this book, I've discovered 
like just love languages of certain children of mine like I know who has their love language is physical touch because Mm -hmm. they are always coming up and hugging me and I know who has like quality time um so we'll get into that but um the author one of the authors Gary Chapman writes um and this is just a quote from the book he said i gary dream of a day when all children grow up in homes filled with love and security where their developing energies can be channeled to learning and serving rather than craving and searching for the love that they did not receive at home oh (laughs) so and he i mean they wrote this book so that and they this is following a book that they read on i believe like love languages within marriage So I believe they did, they would go to conventions and things and people were asking like, how can I relate this to my children? And then they wrote this book. Okay. So, but they are the original authors of the five love, love languages, right? Ooh, that's a good question. I I don't know. They were, they they have like a five love languages within marriage. Like uh, I can't remember their first book, but this book was afterward. Um, that's cool. So yeah, I'll get into all the five love languages, how to tell um, if your child or which one is your child's love language, all that good stuff. Again, a lot of this does pertain to parenting, which I'm like, I love because, you know, we want to have kids in yeah. the next couple of years. Um, so, so it is, crazy. it's something to learn a lot from, um, but it's also something like I've taken and I've learned about like my childhood and things like that. So um, we'll start off with it's like chapter by chapter. So love is the foundation. So, so this is like the overview. This is kind of like the overview okay. of like how to use love languages ish. Okay. Um, so he calls it an emotional tank. So like always filling mm-hmm. your child's emotional tank. And I related that to how, when we talked about, um, love and logic mm-hmm. where you're taking that like bank account, that savings mm-hmm. account. So you should always be filling your child's emotional tank with love languages can i pause you yeah a good resource i'm looking it up um i'm sure all the teachers out there know about it but parents to a great book oh gosh is it's titled how to or did i fill your bucket today what's that book called how to fill your bucket how to fill how to oh yikes we read it every yeah it's a great every year book how to fill your bucket I should. Oh, okay. Have you filled your bucket today? Oh, yeah. A guide to daily happiness for kids. And I can't read the author's uh, page court. No, no. That's just the Amazon account by Carol <laughs> McLeod. 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 Anyway. It's a good book to read. It's a great book we to read. We read it in the first week every year, I think. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like throughout the year as you see kind of like unkind things yeah. unravel at times or even i i always say it when they do gratitude journal and they say that they're grateful for me or whatever it might yeah. be they're like today i'm grateful for miss marois i'm like oh mm. you filled my bucket yes. today so i do use that language throughout the rest of the year it's so important and it's a good visual for them it is they imagine like it's like rainbows going into buckets <laughs> yeah. it's really cute <laughs> it's adorable um so they authors the authors say just as cars are powered um by reserves in the gas tank our children are fueled from their emotional tanks mm-hmm. so feeling filling that that love tank that essential, love tank. essentially love um, bucket <laughs> the love bucket so it, how do we fill these tanks in particular 
love and like a very particular kind of love. So there's conditional love and there's unconditional love. So unconditional love is a love that accepts and affirms a child for who he is, not for what he does. And then, so that's obviously the love that you strive for. You want to give your child unconditional yes. love, no matter what. And your students. And your students. I know that it's I, that's so, so unsaid, but like. But yes. it's so hard sometimes when they are not your children. And it is very easy for us to unconditionally love these kids because we only know them for a year but conditionally love them condition it's like you said unconditionally love them to conditionally oh yeah yeah yeah. but we want to strive we want to unconditionally love these children even though they are not ours i like to think that they're ours for a year but they are ours forever (laughs) forever and ever they don't know it but i'll always remember them (laughs) um So unconditional love, again, is accepting and affirming a child for who he is, not for what he can do. Um, Conditional love is based on performance and is often associated with training techniques that offer gifts, rewards, and privileges to children who behave or perform in desired ways. So conditional love is just the type of love that's just like... I, I always think of like sports movies. That's what I was thinking too. Like, the parents that want their children to perform. The Cinderella story. Yes. Austin Matthews. Yes. No, that's not Austin Matthews. It's Sorry, not. that's a hockey player. Not you. Austin Ames. Ames. That's it. Got it. And he's like, I can't follow your dreams, dad. <laughs> and the dad's like, well, I don't love you anymore. What a good movie. No, it's he learns movie. to love him. I know. I just wanted it's to be funny. dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Proving a point. <laughs> So unconditional love, we we love regardless of what the child looks like, regardless of her assets, liabilities, or handicaps, regardless of what we expect her to be, and most difficult of all, regardless of how he or she acts. So it's just loving your child no matter what and helping them through those certain emotions Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, That's like what we've said before, like you may be upset by their choices Mm -hmm. but you love them regardless exactly um and true unconditional love will never spoil a child because it is impossible for parents to give too much love that is so true i always say that like my fiance's mom gave him too much love because (laughs) she i mean she is one of those that just loves unconditionally yeah but after reading that i was like you know what you're right you cannot love too much um because you want that child to feel that they are loved and that they have a place in your family and whatever it might be well we're gonna talk about it in the next episode when i go over my book but Mm -hmm. it goes over that maslow's hierarchy of needs yes and love is at the bottom like you can't achieve anything unless you feel secure and loved and And love and logic same thing like it all it all all comes back to that love aspect um so what your child needs from you yes obviously you're providing them their basics their food their shelter their clothing Mm -hmm. and i think in school too you're providing them the basics of the curriculum that you're teaching whatever Mm -hmm. it might be um but the the rich cream as dr jeffries (laughs) would call it cream actually that comes from somewhere else up higher along the chain but she uses it but i read that word in an email the other day i was like just reminds me of a Cadbury egg. Cadbury <laughs> like egg. The creamy eggs yes, at Easter. I know exactly what you're talking about. The rich cream. That's I'm like, so yes. Funny. The Cadbury egg of our school. <laughs> uh, if you listen to this, Dr. Jeffries, I'm sorry. But that's what I visualize when you say it. The I rich love it. Cream. It still it makes me the happy. Rich cream. This stuff is delicious. I mean, come on. It's our good. curriculum is also delicious. 
oh god <laughs> take it back <laughs> never oh, we do love our curriculum we really do dude i will promote that till the day i die true um <laughs> anyway so anyway going back moving on um so yes parents are providing basics food shelter clothing but parents are also responsible for fostering the mental and emotional growth and health of the children and i say that for teachers too we are there to teach them how to be little humans like we are their their model and their whatever you want to call it and we are there for that one year that we have them we're there to help them grow and develop just as their parents do absolutely yeah so i mean they hear everything that we say they mm -hmm. really do yeah we've said it before they mimic our our mannerisms all the time our words i mean you are their model Mm -hmm. i think it was bandura who did the mirror i don't know there was some kind of psychologist that did the mirror Mm. thing and basically it's just like they mirror everything that you do oh for sure especially when they look up to you yeah they look up to you um so the authors say that especially when children are under the age of four so when they're young that you should speak all five love languages oh interesting so they even but even as they're older you still need all five love languages to grow um even though they might crave one more than the other, you should still give them all five love languages. Do they say why? That's hard. I'm just asking because well, it's like... it's hard, but you have to think about it. Like, mm-hmm. you you can't just, like, hug your child constantly and then not give them quality time. Right. Or you can't just, like, spend time with your child and then not... Um, I'm trying to think and not like affirm them with words. Right. So I think it's important to give them all five when they're young so that they can understand mm-hmm. that they prefer one over the other. Right. Um, and so that they are able to receive love in many different ways rather than just one way. Right. And then they don't just crave that one thing. Then they, mm-hmm. they, they are able to receive love in other ways besides right. just the one way. That's a good point. When so I think about like being a teacher, like, yeah. Oh, giving five love languages to all your kids. Like it's you hard. Do, you have to balance. Yeah, though. it's you hard. Do. And especially when you know, like when you come to find out which love language a child prefers and mm-hmm. you can, and we'll go into it. There's a chapter on how to tell, but um, it is hard as a teacher to give them all five. Right. I think this is more for parents to be giving them all five, especially when they're un- like young. Yeah. But as they get older, you should continue that. Um, so we'll get into the five. So the first one we'll get into is physical touch, which obviously, you know, hugs and kisses as a parent Mm -hmm. are the most common ways of speaking that type of love language. Um, but there's other ways as well. So the examples that they give are like a dad tossing his year old son in the air. I loved Um, when a dad spins his seven year old daughter and she laughs wildly, a mom that that. reads a story with her three year old on her lap. So Mm -hmm. just different. There's, it's not just hugs and kisses. It's like, I see it as like cuddling on the couch and watching Mm -hmm. a movie or having them sit with you like just that physical touch mm-hmm. um is so important um and so then it breaks it down like throughout the years so infants and toddlers you should give hugs and kisses it says wrestling on the floor mm-hmm. riding piggyback and other playful loving touches are vital to the child's emotional development um so i think that i think when they're young 
I mean, I don't know. I'm not a parent, but I think when they're young, it is so easy to do all those things mm-hmm. to give them those like cuddly kisses. It comes and hugs naturally. And I, feel like. I would hope it does. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's funny that it says wrestling because in my book, it also mentioned wrestling. So I guess so I need to like learn how to wrestle. <laughs> I think it's, it's as easy as just like, I mean, tackle. <laughs> just <Wow>. like tackle <laughs> on the floor. But there was, I didn't write this down, but there was a point in the chapter where it said like, if you are a parent who is uncomfortable by touch like there are you Mm -hmm. know people who just don't prefer to touch that it is so important for you to learn to do that and you Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. just by like starting out simple um with like a kiss on the cheek or just like and this sounds kind of weird but it did say to like rub your own like arm and just Mm -hmm. be comfortable with like touch right as a whole um which I like not an issue for me like I just I love hugs and things like that so but if you are someone who feels like you're uncomfortable by the touch of other people that it's important just to like kind of like touch your own arm your shoulders like just get comfortable sensation yeah get used to that sensation of like just touch in general So infants and toddlers, and then it says school-aged children. So it says to give a hug when you leave, when your child leaves in the morning and then a hug when they return. So just that automatic, mm-hmm. like, habit of always, like, giving them that hug. Um, it says physical touch is one of the – is one of love's strongest languages. Um, and I would agree with that. I yeah. think when you hug someone, that's an automatic, like – It's a stress reliever. Yeah, it can be for a lot of people. Yeah. Like. I, I know heard. not to shout you out, Anna Jackson, but oh, I love you. <laughs> Anna, I can tell when she is stressed at work yes. and she just needs a hug. Yes. Like I can, and I always ask her, I said, do you want a hug? And so and she loves it. And she it loves makes it. Me happy. And it makes me happy too, because I know that like I'm there for her and mm-hmm. I can help her by just giving her that simple hug. Um, I heard you're supposed to get like oh, seven to 10 hugs a day. Yeah. Which and is nice when like some of the kids, cause I have two boys who always want a hug instead of a handshake in the morning oh, and I'm like I cool have, I satisfied two hugs today I don't have any boys in my class I have one boy oh, that's hugged I got me huggers but because so I mean we have 19 girls and 11 yeah, boys I get girls. hugs from girls all day long mm-hmm. and I'm almost like this sounds weird but I almost want like the boys to feel comfortable to give yes. me a hug yeah because I feel like they they feel uncomfortable giving me a hug but I always say and that should never be and one of my yeah. students like gave me a hug the other day I was like oh my gosh give me a hug <laughs> it always makes me so happy yeah well that kind of goes a in a lot of sweet sweet same. boys well a i have lot sweet, of sweet boys sweet but boys. they just aren't a physical touch type of yeah. and, and that kind of totally goes fair. into my next point too it says boys tend to be more responsive to more vigorous contact so mm-hmm. wrestling playful hitting bear hugs high fives um so just kind of like for parents like holding your child while you're reading a story is a very like a good way of giving Mm -hmm. that physical touch to your child um and then let's see i have a page number down it says from tweens to teens oh tweeny boppers yeah so that's a hard stage of life it is a really hard stage and i think really nervous for when i have teenagers um and so i really wanted to read this kind of paragraph because it relates to me a lot i think so it says to continue to fuel their tanks with love even when they may not give you the signs of their needs while boys approaching adolescence may pull back from touch fearing it's too feminine girls may find their fathers pulling back so like 
a father doesn't you know maybe because they're going into their teens they they feel uncomfortable um it says if you want to properly prepare your pre-adolescent daughter for the future don't hold back with the touches Mm -mm. here's why during the pre-adolescent stage girls have a particular need for expression of love from their fathers unlike boys the importance of being assured of unconditional love increases for girls and seems to reach um zenith zenith (laughs) <laughs> around what? reach a zenith can you, can you spell that so i can look z-e-n-i-t-h z-e-n zenith okay around the age of seven um one reason for this special need is that mothers generally provide more physical affection at this stage than fathers do um and it just like further down says as you watch girls you will see that some have a difficult time relating to the opposite sex um and i just relate to that because um not to like go into too much detail but I don't have a relationship with my father and I really didn't at Mm -hmm. this age in my life like I didn't get a lot of hugs and things like that and I did I struggled like even just communicating with boys because I was so nervous as a teen and in high school like I just had such a hard time communicating with boys because I and I after reading that I was like well that's why is because I never really got that kind of love from my dad so um that just kind of related to me so if you are a father and you are a little hesitant about that age like it's so important to just continue that that um physical touch with your Mm -hmm. daughter so that she can be more comfortable around like the opposite sex and like even as a 26 almost 27 year old adult like I still hug my dad and it's like the best a kind good, of hug yeah especially when you're feeling like down yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like oh, when west brown hugs you it's like all right i feel better <laughs> i feel much better now yeah. it's just it's different it's it different is. than hugging mom i bet and sam brown is an amazing hugger don't yeah. get me wrong but like west brown it's hug like it's a just bear like, hug mm, it's a big bear hug i feel i'm gonna be okay yeah i'm gonna be okay did you figure out what word that was oh yeah Z- zenith, zenith means a time which something is most powerful or successful okay so to reach a zenith a zenith around the age of 11 so it's most powerful then mm. uh, that's what i'm getting so off kind it. of like around puberty age i guess the point of the celestial fear sphere that is directly opposite i don't know what that says the nadar nader <laughs> okay this is going way too far <laughs> It means powerful. Let's okay. just put that cool, way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it says then, conversely, if you use physical touch as a punishment and that child's primary Ugh. love language is physical touch, it could be detrimental. Uh, yeah. And that goes with all love languages. If you use a child's love language against them in punishment oh, or whatever geez. it might be, discipline, and we'll go into discipline um, later. But yeah, we will in the next multiple episodes. This is going <laughs> to probably be a two-parter. Your girl's really bad at taking a lot of information yeah. and condensing it into a small amount of information because I basically just want to read the whole book to you. So I know. <laughs> It's just like you want to share your wealth of knowledge. I do. And I just, just, again, read. I just want to read like all of this to you. But... Anyway, this love language, I feel like, is especially a little bit more challenging for teachers because we have to be really Mm -hmm. careful with how we touch our students, obviously, Mm -hmm. and especially as a male teacher. Um, 
I mean, we are female, so I feel like it's a lot more widely accepted that we can mm-hmm. get hugs. But I know for male teachers, it is a little bit more difficult. So yeah. a gentle touch on the shoulder to like show that you're listening, that you're there, that is a physical touch. Um, and same thing, like side hugs at appropriate mm-hmm. times. Um, I think it's totally okay if a child wants to give a side hug to a male teacher, yes. as long as he is obviously his hands are in the right place. And well, and yeah, if both parties consent yeah. and it's appropriate. Yeah, it's totally fine. I have to give an amazing shout out to coach though. Coach Cachetta the other day, I had a student who was just like not having it. Mm-hmm. And he, and I had never like seen this from him before. And it was really cool. Cause he was like, he looked at the child and, dead serious he's just like do you need a hug today Mm -hmm. like do you need a hug yeah and she responded no and he was like okay i just wanted to make sure Mm -hmm. that you didn't need that from me yeah and And sometimes it is that simple like i said with anna like sometimes she just needs a hug yeah but i mean and this student was right and like she's just just like no i'm okay yeah and they went like on a walk or something Mm -hmm. i was like coach that was honestly really great of you to just say like do you need this from me at this moment like, do you need a hug? Yeah. Because sometimes you just, you do. You yeah. need Sometimes you just need a that hug. hug. So, yes, that is um, physical touch. That's one of the five love languages. <laughs> Number one. Number no. What are we at? Ah, <laughs> uh, 32 minutes. Yeah, that's not this bad. is going to be a two-parter. That's right. All right. So, next one, words of affirmation. So, this is one that I think you and I relate to a lot, especially in the workforce mm-hmm. in our careers. Um. I'm going to read kind of just a little section about words of affirmation. So in communicating love, words are powerful. Words of affection and endearment, words of praise and encouragement, words that give positive guidance all say, I care about you. Um, Such words are like a gentle, warm rain falling on the soul. They, They nurture the child's inner sense of worth and security. Even though such words are quickly said, they are not soon forgotten. A child reaps the benefits of affirming words for a lifetime. Conversely, cutting words spoken out of short-lived frustration can hurt a child's self-esteem and mm-hmm. cast doubts on his abilities. Um, so again, like with all of these love languages, we'll talk about how obviously the benefits are right. great, but using that that primary love language in discipline can be pretty detrimental. detrimental. So that's why it's so important to understand your child's love language. Yeah. Can I Um, just say like as a teacher, as you go into words of affirmation, I am never one to shy away from the I love you statement. Mm -hmm. I love, and I think it's so important telling your students that you care and love them, care for them and love them. Well, and I've said it on, on an episode before when I Mm -hmm. like, to the whole class I was like I love you all like I just kind of said it and whatever and I got some like kids looking at each other like did she just say she loves us and I looked at them and I was like I love you guys absolutely and so I think it is important to say that to your kids because when they all reacted that way that means that I have not said that yet and I hadn't expressed it in a way so when I say like I do love you all Mm -hmm. it's really important because they need to be able to feel that you care about them yeah yeah um, so with words of affirmation, there's like, there's the right kind of praise, obviously. And there's we've, a right way and a wrong way. <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way. And we've talked, I think we had a whole episode on praise, right? Yeah. We yeah. did. I think it was with Anna too. I, yeah. No, that was shame. Oh, you're right. You're so right. Yeah. But we, we do. I think we have an episode on praise. 
we have I'll talk about it again. Another one. But praise is important. So affection and love mean expressing appreciation for the child or sorry, for the very being of the child. So if you use praise too frequently, your words will have little positive effect. And I've come to realize that as well. Um, when you say the same things, when you're praising the kid for the same thing over and over again, it's in one ear out the other. Mm-hmm. Um, just bottom line, if you're just continuing to say like, hey, you're standing really good in line. Oh, you're standing really good in line. Oh, you're standing really good in line. They're, you, they're not listening anymore. Right. It's got to be like one and it's done. It's got to be fresh. Yeah. Or like praise them for something new. Um. And I'm sure you're going to say it, but based on, not based on merit or intellect. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we did definitely do an episode on we that. Because <laughs> you because praise it's them so important. for the effort, not for the yes. outcome or yep. whatever it might be. Um, and I think that's somewhere in here as well. But so children know when praise is given for justified reasons and when it is given for simple to make or when it is given to make them feel good. Um, so they may interpret the latter as insincere. So basically meaning like, if you're just praising them just to praise them, they can just kind of tell that you're just doing it just to do it. And when it's insincere versus like, wow, I cannot like, that's really awesome that you were able to complete Mm -hmm. that, whatever it might be. Um, the power of encouragement. So the word encourage means to instill courage. Um, okay. I've never broken, broken up the word like that before. Yeah. That's, I know. That's what I liked the definition that they had. So the, the, to encourage means to instill courage. Um, so that the greatest enemy of encouraging our children is anger. And there's a whole chapter on anger that we'll get into. But that's one of the greatest enemies of encouraging is anger. Um, yeah, anger is a really big thing in this book as well. So the result will be children who are both anti-authority and anti-parent. So like with your two of things you don't two want. things that you really don't want <laughs> no, you don't want a child who's anti-authority because no. that just leads to so that, many problems yeah. um um oh so words of affirmation i related to this little story that they put in there so it was like a story on a boy who i think it was like sixth grade or something that their teacher did something similar than what that what we did they had each student writes something nice about every student in the class and they like wrote it so basically like each student would have a piece of paper they filled out like it was like essentially the roster and they would fill out something nice for each student then the teacher took Uh everything wrote it out into each individual student and gave that paper to each student and so this story of the boy who kept his paper all throughout his schooling and then he ended up going um to fight in the war and he was killed in the war and they found that piece of paper on his person and um it was like I like kind of teared up when I saw that because I had a student that like it's obviously only one year later but she still has that paper that we did last year of writing like kind things and then they came to realize that a lot of his other classmates I mean I don't know how many years later it was but a lot of their other classmates revealed that they had all kept their papers Mm -hmm. as adults as well so those words of affirmation are are so strong and powerful especially at that young age I mean, I think, like I said, I think it was in sixth grade that they did it, but, and we're doing it in second, but I think even when we did that in class, I just went around and asked, like, how do you feel? Yeah. 
And I had a student that was like, I feel like I'm going to cry because I'm so happy that I didn't Mm. realize so many people had like nice thoughts about me, essentially. (laughs) Those activities make me really happy when they're done well. Oh, yeah. And when the students respond in a Mm -hmm. respectful manner. Yeah. Um, But shout out to my first through third grade teacher who inspired me to be a teacher Mm -hmm. mrs horton if you're out there please contact (laughs) me i miss you um but i will never ever forget and this is just like if you want to do this in your classroom teachers i know kinder kind of does this but there's a student of the week and every day at the end of the day she would take like five to ten students Mm -hmm. aside and they would come whisper in her ear something nice about the student of the week Mm -hmm. and she would write it down and it was like this cute little decorated poster and then at the end of the week she would have this poster made for you and it was like your picture Mm -hmm. and then all of the different sayings from your class and it had like their names at the bottom so Mm -hmm. you know who came from what yeah it's just like my mom still has it it's in the garage but I mean, just looking back on that, like you get to see their faces in your yeah. head and like all those feelings come flooding back mm-hmm. of like when I was six and yeah. so insecure and like <laughs> you have those, those moments that you'll never, ever forget. Yeah. So it's such a beautiful thing. Activities like that too. I mean, they do take some time. Like the one that we do in our class, you do have to, yeah. each person has to rotate to each desk and, but it's worth that. 20 minutes like Mm -hmm. you know fall behind on a subject for a day and catch up the next day um because well us teachers know how to do that um yeah we do (laughs) but it's like I mean I think to Allison's episode on building trust like Uh you have to build trust in your class as well for sure and that I think that activity just does wonders for your classroom environment and feeling welcome in the class and everything Mm -hmm. like that so if you do that and let us know how it goes but I know that we did that I I think I mentioned at a a faculty meeting one time and then a couple of first grade teachers ended up doing it as well because my students this year were like oh we did that last year which is like "Mm, I want to just do it but it's but I but I get it because I I mean I did share that with the faculty so I'm glad that some people took that um continuing on so let's see a specific praise on effort. So mm-hmm. there's that point of you should always praise for their effort. Not like, wow, you're so smart. Yeah. That you're Although, so although you think it is, you know, it's a compliment and they can take it, but it can be detrimental to their, um, it creates a fixed mindset. Thank you. Fixed mindset. Um, the words I love you should never be diluted with conditional statements. So it should never be I love you, but I'll tell you right now that you're going to be grounded if you do that. Like whatever it might you're be. You're driving me crazy. Yeah. Like I love you, but you're like and I love you should just be an I, I love, love you. you. Um, and I've I'm guilty of that as well. It's like I love you. But, but you man, need to like, you me? get out of my face right <laughs> yeah. now. So, you know, do your best to prevent those statements. Um, and this is true for all children, but especially for those whose primary love language is words. So mm-hmm. using the I love you, but 
whatever is can be pretty um, detrimental to those students or children I should say so harsh and critical words are detrimental to all children but again those whose primary love language is words of affirmation those kind of negative words are devastating Um, and if that does happen you should quickly apologize for negative critical or harsh remarks so we all Mm -hmm. get heated in the moment whatever it might be um if you say a quick or harsh remark, whatever it might be, you should immediately apologize. Yeah. Because especially for those kids who take those words so critically, then you need to very quickly apologize for things that you have said. I think also like being a kid of the love language of words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. it's also in your tone. Like, Always. I think that not only goes for the words themselves, but I love the phrase, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Always. And if you're using a condescending tone toward your child or your student, it's also important to apologize mm-hmm. because the teachers that used that tone with me mm-hmm. will never be forgotten oh, yeah. in a negative light, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Like, they will stick in my brain forever as that was rude Mm -hmm. and I won't forget you for that one so thanks and you don't (laughs) that teacher did not love me because no that's how they spoke cold shoulder yeah Yeah. that's you don't speak to someone that way that you love Mm -mm. um so ways for teachers to show their love language or their love in this language um I just think of like notes to students like you can every once in a while just write yourself a little note to a child and just say hey you're doing a really good job, whatever it might be. Claudette did that. Yeah. That so sweet. Oh, I should do that more often. I know. It's like you, you forget you these want things. to, but then like you get in the thick of it. Oh, like, yeah. Oh. I mean, I've, yeah. I always say like, I want to send just like a positive email every week and I have yet, <laughs> I've yet to yeah. do that. She so. did that for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claudette. Um, <laughs> posting artwork on the board um, or like just showing student examples in class so like pulling saying like wow this looks really great do you mind if I show the class Mm -hmm. like those words of affirmation um and then also quick praises about students effort are all good ways this look at how all these letters sit on the baseline or do you notice the time that x put into yeah this math problem and look at what they accomplished Mm -hmm. or whatever all good things also um I found the episode it's episode 10 <laughs> episode for those 10. of you that want to listen to praise is it just titled praise it's just titled praise cool yeah. it's a good episode i really like say so myself yeah <laughs> subtle flex subtle um cool what time are we at i don't know i feel just like we keep... should do another one okay i'll do one more and then how we'll... about we release both of these episodes this week a little sprinkle sprinkle oh like two in one week i don't know if they're lucky oh we'll see we'll see let's okay. do number three though i'm feeling great about this <laughs> <laughs> all I right i just need comfier chairs in here i'm so uh, uncomfortable yeah. we need some lounging chairs do. anyone want to sponsor us? i was gonna I'm say <laughs> sponsor us so that we can buy some comfy <laughs> chairs that's fine lol um LOL. don't know where that came from Number i'm so three. sorry <laughs> quality time so this is another one especially like taylor and i had said that quality time is one for us mm-hmm. personally um so quality time is focused undivided attention you cannot have quality time with your child if you are on your phone if you are working on your laptop it's not quality time um even if your child's primary love language is not quality time many children still crave the undivided attention of parents or teachers Mm -hmm. so even though like in 
part of this chapter it was like a child asking their mom like hey you're always working like can you play with me and the mom would be like oh just five more minutes Mm -hmm. I just need to get this done so that's your child's way of asking like do you love me because I want to spend time with you um most important factor in quality time is not the event itself but that you are doing something together and then just being together as Mm -hmm. a whole so another like important aspect of quality time is positive eye contact. Oh, okay. <laughs> so quality time should include loving eye contact. A lot of studies have shown that most parents use eye contact in primarily negative ways. Oh, interesting. Either while reprimanding a child or giving very explicit instructions. And I huh. think of that too as we teach when we give like yeah, dagger okay. eyes. Oh, I was thinking of like loving eyes while you're talking about no, stuff I'm, you love. I'm thinking of like <laughs> those yes, dagger yeah, yeah, eyes yeah. of stop doing what the you're doing. Eyes, the yeah. teacher eyes. Yeah, we all know it. Um, when you a child is doing something they shouldn't be doing at your desk and you just yeah, glare at them and they immediately stop. We all have them. Yep. And also that means too, if you don't have a teacher glare, you have to get one. Yes, you because do. Because it's so... I hate to say funny, but it is very funny when a child is like playing at their desk or talking to a neighbor or whatever, and you look at them in a way, and then they immediately are like, oh gosh, and then yeah. they like really fix themselves. So if you don't have that kind of look, you have to get it and because it it's works. a look out of like love too. Like it in is. love and logic, it has like that kind of playful twist of, yeah, I see you, <laughs> you see me, put it away, yeah, whatever it is, and come back to me, yeah. Like, it's not a, I'm going to kill you. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it's, it's like not a, that. I, I wish you <laughs> quit it. We should do a TikTok of teacher Teacher looks. eyes. Yeah, teacher eyes. <laughs> you're, I like the, if you look at them and you're like, really? Oh, my gosh. I love the really look. <laughs> the like, really look. You're really like, you're really right trying now. to do that right now? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, let's do that. We should do that. Okay, we'll do that. Um, we good. So positive eye contact, yes. too. So, like, I feel like I think of that when you're teaching and you look at yes. someone and you're like, like right very positive yes we're like making hand gestures and <laughs> nods we're like you know you know you know what we're yes, talking about i know what you're talking about though. Yes. like you get into your subject and you're just teaching away like i always think of history like this happened and this and this and you're like looking at them with these big old eyes and they're yep. like oh my gosh yeah i yeah that's sick <laughs> That's sick. that's so cool, Miss Brown. <laughs> I'm like, I know. Oh gosh. Let's nerd out together. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, quality time not only means doing things together, but it means it's a means for knowing your child better as well. Yeah. So this talks about quality conversation. Um, they say children never outgrow a need for quality conversation with parents and other adults. Um, such That's sharings true. of thoughts and feelings is the fabric of which life is made. Learning how to communicate on this level will serve them well in their own future relationships, including marriage. It will teach them how to build friendships and relate to work associates. It will show them how to process their own thoughts and to communicate in a positive, caring manner that respects the ideas of others. It will provide an example of how to disagree without being disagreeable. Oh, yeah, I liked that. I do too. But well, and the I more mean, you talk to your child, the more language they acquire. No, exactly. And say. I even think of and I, I, who was I talking? I was talking with somebody at work on Friday about it wasn't me. It wasn't <laughs> you. You weren't there. Um, about the baby talk. Oh, parentees. Like versus baby talk. 
sure. <laughs> I, don't know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, we but, studied parentees in our master's program. Do you, okay. know, you remember that? Do you? Parentees is just like exaggerated language. Like okay. instead of saying, oh, you have a boo-boo. Okay. <laughs> that's baby talk, Obviously. right? Like putting in words. Yeah. Whereas parentees is just like exaggerating in a sing-songy voice. Like, yeah. Oh, you got hurt. Yeah. It's okay. So I was talking with a third grade teacher who has a student that I had last year and she will still come and say good morning to me in her little baby voice. And I will literally, I will say to her, I said, how old are you? And she's like, oh, I'm in third grade. I'm like, no, you need to start talking like Mm -hmm. a third grader then. You should not be using this baby voice with me. And so I think of that too with quality conversations. Um, you your child shouldn't at nine years old should not be speaking in a baby voice I'm sorry but it's so frustrating I know of like a fifth grader who uses that baby voice too like you are far too old to be using that baby voice with with an adult Mm -hmm. if you're with a child sure maybe a little bit but not to the extent in which they do it so quality conversations with your child you should talk to your child model model an appropriate conversation with your child and modeling how to disagree without again Mm -hmm. being disagreeable so how to be how to say you know what i do disagree like i understand where you're coming from but i disagree with what you're saying it's so funny we're gonna keep bringing her up yeah anna you're our new talk person yes but she is so good at disagreeing disagreeing without being disagreeable like for sure she plays the perfect devil's advocate always and i'm always like oh my gosh, she has a great point. Yeah. Whereas like I could be on the other side of the spectrum, like uh-huh. whatever we're talking about. Yeah. And she like will say her point of view in this beautiful way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, your your parents did a great job modeling that for oh, you because she yes. just speaks so elegantly uh-huh. about whatever the topic is at hand. And yeah. I'm like, that, you know what? You're right. I should definitely take that into consideration. And she always says it in a way too of, again, she said, you know, I do see your point, but yes. I'm going to disagree and say this rather than somebody just butting in and saying yeah. like, this is what I think. Yeah. This it, is wrong. <laughs> like she does it in a way yeah. that's very like Beautiful. eloquent. Yeah. <laughs> so having those quality conversations with your child, especially while spending quality time with them. Um, I wrote down like quality time for teachers. So having lunch with your students. Um, it goes a long way. I will say that. Yeah, you I have lunch that. with one of your students this year. On a weekly basis mm-hmm. and with friends. Yeah. And it does it does make a difference. Well, and I have a student that beginning of the year was rough. It was mm-hmm. very rough. I hadn't built that relationship with him yet. And it was difficult until I came to realize that his love language is quality time Mm -hmm. because on days that we either just go he could go play soccer with me on the field he could go read with Mr. Nice whatever it is Mm -hmm. when you spend quality time with him he has much better days yeah so and that's how we show that we love him is through quality time so again having lunch with a student working one-on-one even like just doing something academic and then ending with a nice conversation about hey what Mm -hmm. are you doing this weekend whatever it is um something that they want to talk about or even just like going to recess we say it all the time like even though the tas take them out to recess you and i are going out there every morning recess right we're always well there and also like the quality time shouldn't be contingent on behavior like i Mm -hmm. was when i first started kind of honing in on this student i was like 
well, lunch is going to be contingent on her behavior. You know, Mm -hmm. like if she has a bad day, no lunch, you know, and I've learned through reading these books that 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 should not be the case. Yeah. You should just spend that time with her. Yeah. Lunch is a non-negotiable on Mm -hmm. Fridays. Like it is a must. We grab two friends. Mm -hmm. We go eat outside, but I can no longer associate that. It's no, it shouldn't be a reward. It should just be quality time spent period. No matter what. We're building a relationship. Yeah no matter what yeah and I've uh with my particular student we would do it the days that he earned it mm-hmm. and then most recently we started just doing because we kind of have to wean him off of it a little bit like we can't right. always go take him and play soccer every day so we started doing like Mondays Wednesdays Fridays and I do take it away from him if he's not having a good day and it's hard because like we'll do it in the morning when he has a good morning in math mm-hmm. and we'll do it. And then sometimes I've noticed that like the rest of the day, his days aren't great. So it's like, it depends. Right. So I'm like, we're talking about moving it to the afternoon recess time mm-hmm. so that he has to kind of like show that he can have a really good day and then earn that at the mm-hmm. end of the day. So different things like that, but you can, I, I feel like you can tell those students that just really crave that quality time. And with that you. could be because they're just not getting it elsewhere. Yeah. You know, like they might not. And they just need time spent. But that's with parents too. Like that's where it comes down to you should be showing all five love languages to mm-hmm. your children at home and it translate translates to school like yeah. with teachers oh and in my book that i'm reading it's straight up honest it's like yeah you probably don't have time like we get it yes. you are so busy there are so many things going on in your life that mm-hmm. we cannot even begin to name it but you have to carve it out because if you carve it out now mm-hmm. and you create quality time and you create time spent and all the love languages mm-hmm. you're making up for it for bad behavior later like you don't have to address bad behavior yeah. later on down the road because you're establishing that love now mm-hmm. if that makes sense no it does yeah it does better time up front <laughs> than spend on the back end oh yeah for sure so sure. let me ask you this yeah we're approaching an hour yeah we i have think two we'll love languages to go well it's two love languages bit. and then it's also like how to discover love languages discipline and then anger Okay. Oh, there's, yeah, there's a lot more. So, so I think we'll pause there for now. Do you want to do the last two and then, or do you just want to pause? I think we'll pause okay, and cool. leave you on a cliffhanger. Oh, spooky. How is spooky? So what? spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so the next two will be gifts and acts of service. So we'll go over those in the next episode, but um yeah and then some other things and then some other things on how to discover the love languages and how to use the love languages with learning and all that good stuff but this book really is um it's been really beneficial to me personally Mm -hmm. and also like prepping me for and I probably will read this again or maybe just listen to our episodes yeah Um, that's why like we're making episodes because we don't have to reread the book that's so true (laughs) when I have summary (laughs) when I have kids and a year two years right. whatever it is we'll be like oh play episode whatever <laughs> oh jeez sorry <laughs> this microphone is very touchy well i guess in the meantime rate review subscribe to the podcast yes please on spotify or wherever you listen and we're also always taking teacher tales so anything yes. fun that happens fun inspirational whatever Silly. it might be even just a quote from a student i have a really good quote that i'm really excited yes. to share on our next teacher tales we have um, a couple in the bank too yeah we're we ready so please send us any stories you have it does Again, if you listen to our our episode, they're super short. You don't have to mm-hmm. tell any sort of long story. You could just send us a quote that you're tell us 
child's <laughs> your child's. children <laughs> so you can send those at teachers talk pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. also um, please mention whether or not you want to be named that's oh, super yeah. helpful that is very helpful because we don't want to name you if you're not comfortable with that of course and then in the meantime go look at our giveaway if you want to yeah on the gram teachers underscore talk <laughs> underscore podcast i just blanked hard but yeah go partake in our giveaway because yeah. who doesn't want dollars are you kidding me shoot yes if only we could participate <laughs> <laughs> like we're the dollars. winners huh? just kidding we would never be able we to would do a giveaway do <laughs> don't worry so we got lots coming up and hey if you're lucky you'll see this maybe midweek Ooh. <laughs> okay love you guys thanks and for listening see you next time bye